Welcome to episode three of the Sparking Possibility podcast. My name is Cindy Vesely and I'm a coach, consultant, and mom. And I'm excited to be here with you this week because I think we've got a really relevant and timely topic. This week, I'm going to be talking to you about developing a resilience mindset. So resilience, what is resilience? If you do a quick search on the internet to come up with a definition of resilience, you're going to find definitions along the line of having the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness, uh, the ability of a substance or an object to spring back into shape. So Bob Riley said this, hard times don't create heroes. It is during the hard times when the hero within us is revealed. So just in reflection, over this past week, and actually over the past few months, I've really been thinking about topics that I could bring you that are relevant, that are timely, that are going to be impactful. And that really I'm hearing through my coaching conversations, I'm hearing from friends and family, and colleagues, I'm hearing from my clients. Um, So I really want to make a difference in your life by bringing you things that are timely and relevant and sort of hit the nail on the head in terms of what's going to really help me in my life right now. So what I've noticed through some of those conversations I've had is that I have many of these heroes in my own life right now. I've heard stories of kids at school that have been bullied relentlessly. I know people that have experienced health issues within their family, serious health issues, where people are facing death, where there's been a death of a loved one and they're grieving. Uh, Some families going through financial strain due to the weather and due to things that have been happening that are impacting farmers' crops, etc. Folks that have gone through abuse and neglect. And this is just to name a few things that are happening in our world and in our lives. And it's a mistake to brush those things under the carpet and pretend that they don't exist or that they're not happening because let's face it, everybody at some point in their lives will experience these types of challenges And really, how we respond to these challenges tells us a little bit about our own degree of resilience and how we are able to then either move forward or to stay stuck. So a primary question that I've been asking is why is it that some people are able to overcome challenges and difficulties and move forward while others seem to stay stuck even after the challenge has ended? So I've been doing some research on this topic and the answer that comes up time and time again is this idea of having a resilience mindset. So my definition of resilience is all about mental toughness. That's what I'm going to refer to it as. So those people that are able to move forward, they've developed that mental toughness, that mindset that allows them to know that the pain of their situation is actually temporary. It's not going to continue on forever. It's only for a set period of time. And it really gives them the coping mechanisms and the resources to continue moving forward despite their current circumstances. 
So as you reflect maybe on some of those things that are impacting you in your own life, I'm going to invite you to ensure that you've got something to take notes on. So a pen and a paper, or if you're an electronic person, if you've got an iPad or a phone that you want to make notes on, be sure to grab something because there may be a few things that trigger for you in this conversation. And I want to also leave you with some specific coaching activities and questions that you can take away to learn how to apply resilience mindset in your own life. Before we dig in, I just want to make a little disclaimer and say that in no way is this topic meant to minimize the pain or current struggles that people are experiencing. I know that those are very real and they do demand our time, our effort, our energy, and our attention. But what I want to do in today's podcast is to talk about what is it that sets resilient people apart, and I want to leave you with those tools and exercises so that you can develop a stronger resilience mindset for yourself. So as I was digging in and doing some research around this topic, I noticed that there were several key themes that rose to the surface around having a resilience mindset. So what I'm going to do today is share some of those themes with you so that you can see if any of these trigger or make sense for you. And then I'm going to leave you with some coaching questions and activities to take away from today's podcast. The first theme that shows up in the literature is that resilient people are connected to their emotions. Resilient people are connected to their emotions. So what does this actually mean in practice? Well, you may have heard the term emotional intelligence, and one of the key pillars of emotional intelligence is self-awareness, our ability to be aware of ourselves, what we're thinking, how we're feeling within the moment. And so those people that are connected to their emotions, they recognize and understand that they are experiencing maybe anger, frustration, hurt, grief, pain. And as they experience those emotions, they can take a step back and recognize that, hey, I'm feeling this way and it's really hard to feel this way and I feel overcome by this emotion. However, the key differentiator here is they do not let the emotion control them or overcome them. So they experience the emotion, they work through the emotion, or they sit with the emotion, and then once they've moved through that emotion, they're able to then move on. That emotion does not become the anchor that keeps them stuck in that space. The second theme that comes out of the research is that resilient people practice optimism over pessimism. So this one may seem fairly obvious. I'm sure for those of you that know somebody extremely resilient, you probably can see that they have a very positive mindset despite all the negative things that may have happened in their life, despite those bad events, those setbacks, Positive people or optimistic people recognize that those setbacks are temporary and they don't allow them to impact other unrelated areas of our lives. So typically, we could be doing extremely well at work. We may be showing up as an exceptional wife and partner. We may be showing up as the best parent or the best student, but there could be one particular area that we're having a struggle or a challenge in. Maybe it's to do with our health. 
And what resilient people do is they recognize that, hey, in every other area of my life, things are going well. But in this one area, things are not going well. And so it's not to say that that one area will not have some impact towards every other area. But what it's saying is they're able to recognize and stay optimistic around all of the good things that are happening in their life versus this one bad thing in this one area. The third thing that shows up is that resilient people use hard times, challenges, and difficulties to learn and grow. So as they've gone through this hard time, this challenge, this difficulty, they're able to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Now, let's be real. This may not always happen in the moment because when you're in the moment, you're in the moment and it can feel all encompassing and overwhelming and chaotic. However, after that event has occurred, those folks that have that resilience mindset, they're able to then step back and look for ways to make sense of what's happened. So oftentimes they will use these difficult events and as a result of them, they're going to ask themselves, what have I learned from this? How has this made me grow or develop as a person? And they use that to make themselves stronger, wiser, more compassionate, more empathetic. The fourth theme that showed up in the research was that people, resilient people, are connected to their purpose. So when I talk about purpose, I talk about what is somebody's reason for being? What is the reason why they get out of bed in the morning? What is their focus? What is their drive? What is it that gives them their juice or their energy? What is it that allows them to see beyond their current circumstance or situation and look towards the future and recognize that there is much more to life than this and stay focused on getting to that space because they know that when I get out of bed in the morning, here's what I'm put here on this earth to do in this time and space. Fifth theme showing up is that resilient people reach out to others for support. So I know there are probably many of you that when you're in a difficult or challenging situation, that's the last thing you want to do. How many of you put a smile on your face, you show up to work, you go through the day, and you pretend that there's nothing wrong, that you are just great. You go for lunch with your coworkers, you have a few laughs, you get home, and boom it's still there waiting for you. So resilient people, they're reaching out to others for support. They're letting people know that, hey, this is what's happening in my life right now. I need some help or I need some support or can I just vent to you for 20 minutes about what's going on? Or do you have some advice for me? Or have you ever been in this situation before? So resilient people are not shy to reach out for that support. And they're constantly thinking about who do I keep within my circle, within my community that I can really lean on? Who are those people for me? So that when those challenging times come, I know those people have my back and I can rely on them. And finally, resilient people focus on what they can control versus what they can't control what they can control versus what they can't control. So typically when you're in a really challenging or difficult situation, it may feel like you have no control whatsoever. 
But what we know is true in every situation, there are things that you will have some control over. So rather than focus on things that you do not have control over, focus on those things that you do. Put your time and your energy and your effort into those things that you can have some control and influence over. So that sort of sums up most of what I've read in terms of the research behind having a resilience mindset. But I want to draw your attention to the work of Stephen Covey. And this is from his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So this has been around for quite a while. And I've used this in a lot of my leadership training and a lot of my coaching. And it links back to that last point around resilient people focusing on what they can control versus what they can't. So in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen talks about, first of all, the circle of concern. And so if you've got a book handy, you can draw a circle and you can label it the circle of concern. And so the circle of concern, what we're going to put inside that circle is all our range of concerns. So what are all the things we have concerns over. So maybe it's our health, maybe it's our children, maybe it's problems at work or problems at school or dealing with a specific person. So you're going to take your circle of concern and you're going to list all the things that are worrying you right now. What are all the concerns you have? And then you're going to draw a second circle. And in this circle, we're going to call it the circle of influence. So in the circle of influence, this circle will encompass all those things that we can do something about. They're concerns that we have some control over. So some of them may link back to your circle of concern and some of them may be completely independent. So you may actually start to see a little bit of overlap here or there may be a specific angle from your circle of concern that now can shift towards your circle of influence. So in your circle of influence, I want you to list all those things, all those concerns that we have some control over. Okay, so once you've got your circles mapped out, um, I want you to be mindful around focusing your time, energy, effort, and attention not on the circle of concern, but on the circle of influence. So Stephen Covey talks about the ability to do this, to focus on the circle of influence as being proactive and responsible for our lives. Um, it ensures that our behavior is a function of our decisions, not of our conditions. He says proactive people focus on issues within their circle of influence. They work on things they can do something about. So just remember that they work on things they can do something about because another important aspect of this is taking action. So what are the things we have some control over, we have some influence over, and that we might actually be able to take action on starting right here, right now. And when people do that, their energy starts to shift. So their energy becomes more positive, more enlarging, and more magnifying. And what tends to happen is your circle of influence starts to grow. And ideally, you would love your circle of influence to be just as big as your circle of concern, if not bigger. So try it out and see if you're able to expand that circle of influence to the point where you feel like you've got quite a lot of control and influence over some of the things that are concerning you in your life. So I do want to leave you 
with a few other coaching exercises and a couple coaching questions as well. So make sure you've got your pen and paper handy or you've got something to jot down some notes. So the first is about taking a step back. So I want you to imagine that you are up in a helicopter or you're up in an airplane and you are taking a look at your present situation from what we call the 10,000 foot view. So you're high in the sky and it's almost like you're taking that bird eye view down on this situation. I want you to imagine that you are just a third party observer to this situation. You're gonna be neutral, you're gonna be detached and I want you to describe what is the situation. So from that detached neutral viewpoint, I want you to understand and take a look closely at what is the situation. I want you to identify who are the key players. So who's involved? Who are the different people that are involved in this situation? I want you to look closely at what's happening. So when I say what's happening, I want you to be evidence-based. And by evidence-based, I want you to think about what was it that you saw? What was it that you heard? What actually happened? I don't want you to tell stories about the situation. Um, So-and-so said this, so that means this. I want you to just stick to the facts. What was it that was said? What was it that happened? I don't want you to assign meaning to those facts right now. Then, as you've observed what it is that's happened, I want you to take a step back again and look towards the future. So as you've examined what the situation is, who was involved, what actually happened, now I want you to consider what could happen differently. So what could happen differently in this situation? And then finally, what is the outcome you are hoping for? So once you've got that outcome you're hoping for, you now have an idea of that preferred future and you can start to work towards closing that gap between what the situation is right now and what it is that you're hoping the situation will turn out to be. So here's a coaching question for you, second coaching exercise. I want you to consider the current situation and I want you to answer this. What will matter about this situation six months from now, one year from now, or five years from now? So consider the current situation. What will matter about this six months from now, one year from now, or five years from now? Next question. What can I learn in this situation right now? And then extending from that, where is the grace in this? So when I talk about grace, I'm talking about um, what is the good that can come from this situation? So taking a strengths-based perspective, we're gonna focus on what's strong, not what's wrong. And we know that in every situation, there's something that works. So even in the most dire of circumstances, there is always something that works. So this may require some mental gymnastics, but I really want you to think about what can I learn in this situation and where is the grace in this? Next question, how will this experience make me stronger wiser, more compassionate, and empathetic. How may this situation link to your broader life's purpose? 
And when you've gone through difficult situations in the past, what skills or coping strategies did you use to overcome them? And from that, what could you apply right now? So just to wrap up, I want to leave you with a closing quote from Martin Luther King Jr. And he says this, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. So as you consider all those things in your life that you may be going through right now, where maybe you're not feeling strong or maybe you're not feeling resilient, I would encourage you to understand and know that resilience is something we can all grow and develop and get better at. And it requires us to have an awareness of what's happening within the situation. And I'm hoping that as you apply some of these learnings and some of these tools, you will find yourself feeling and being and showing up as a much more resilient person in your life. Just to leave you with one final thought, and I'm sure many of you are familiar with this quote. Kayla Mills says this, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. So that's it from me this week. Thank you so much for joining me here in this space. And I look forward to seeing you all again next week. If you'd have enjoyed this podcast, please ensure that you like it, that you subscribe and that you share. Take care, everybody. And we'll see you all again in a week's time. Oh, 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 oh,